Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Back at it again. It's another edition of the NFL Draft Bible Radio Podcast Show. Breaking it down for you here as the dust has settled for the 2015 NFL Draft and the 2016 NFL Draft is upon us. 346 days away. Counting you down. We had the quarterback episode last week. This week we're hitting you with the running back preview. We're going to break it down position by position right here in the dog days of the summer. So please, if you like what you hear, subscribe. We're the only one giving you this type of content. When I talk about this type of content, breaking it down, unique style, in-depth, not just the first-round guys, not just day-two hype, but the middle-round guys, the late-round guys, the small-school gems, the undrafted guys, the future watch. And in case you're new to the show, I am your host, Rick Serratella, and we have a little bit of breaking news for everybody in the house today, and I'm going to save that uh, for, you know, during the show because we want to dive in to the running back preview. And to do that, we welcome in the star of the show, none other than Joe Everett. You can follow him on Twitter, at Joe W. Everett. Never leaves us uncovered, and sometimes these stones turn to diamonds. How are we doing today, Joe? I'm doing awesome. Just finished up watching Toledo. What another running back we're going to talk about. This is the favorite position of the upcoming draft class. Uh, for those of you listening, thought 2015 was a good running back core. Well, just you, you better start licking your chops now. 2016 is going to be even better, and you, you better get ready for those future studs we're going to talk about, too, in 2017 and beyond. Oh, baby, you ain't lying, Joe. And Leonard Fournette is a guy I have on the TV monitor right now. He is not a draft-eligible guy, but you talk about a man-child. We'll talk about him in our future watch. And, uh, you know, first off, we're going to start off with the draft-eligible prospects, the seniors and juniors on everybody's radar heading into the 2016 draft. And, you know, uh, spring ball games just wrapped up, Joe. But there seems to be one consistent, and that's the number one draft-eligible running back on everyone's big board. Is there really any debate who the top running back prospect is? I, I mean, I think there. I think it's a one A and B. There's some. I think there is some debate. A lot of people love uh, Zeke over to OSU, the Buckeyes stud back. I mean, if. If he uh, has anything similar to what he did last year, yeah, that's first-round grade pedigree. But uh, I'm I'm a Derrick Henry man myself. I love this Mm. big back prototype bell cow. He's got the speed. He's got lump speed that I've seen, the intensity. um, Right now, working out, pushing F-150s, turning over truck tires. He just has that mold of a Sean Alexander from Alabama, but also the versatility of like a Steven Jackson. I mean, already at about 240 pounds. I mean, not a lot of uh, wear on those tires, too. So I look at this guy as potentially going to be a much better pro back 
than a collegiate, but yeah, there's there is a, a very strong contingent for Ezekiel Elliott after that that season that OSU had, and and pre- predominantly OSU's success was on the back of his running in those games. They leaned on him hard, especially with the new quarterback in there, and boy, he did not disappoint. I mean, he answered the bell every time. So yeah, if if someone's gonna argue Ezekiel Elliott, I. I have no complaints with it. Yeah, I mean, you know, that that would be my number one guy right now. And, and you take a look at what he did down the stretch, that remarkable run that Ohio State had. And the Buckeyes, you know, I think the Seminoles had set a record for the most players drafted over the past three seasons. I think the Buckeyes, whether you want to start off from uh, this past draft or, or next year's draft, I think they might break that record with all the draft prospects coming out of Ohio State University, and we're talking NFL draft, running back prospects with Joe Everett, Rick Saratella, breaking news coming up during the show. Uh, Joe, i got to ask you, you know, we saw almost a return of the running back this year in, in the 2015 NFL draft. Two running backs taken in the first round with Melvin Gordon and Todd Gurley. 18 running backs selected overall in that 2015 NFL draft. Uh, before we move on to some of the early round guys and middle round prospects to keep an eye on any other guys knocking on that first round door i do believe there is one other guy and maybe this is my homer coming out uh but i I think terry and folston man he's just on board for a magical season the whole notre dame team a lot of returning starters brian kelly's been going on about how this is the class that's going to be make or break the whole thing, and Folston is a star. He's just so reminiscent of like a LaShawn McCoy out there with how shifty he is, side to side, totally versatile. I mean, it, it, it'd be a tough sell for some teams because he's not like the big power back, but boy, I, I look at Folston play over here, and ever since day one as a frosh, he's just been a true star. So I, that's that's the one guy I could see in this draft class kind of just make hay if, like I said, the Irish go on some magical season. But, no, it's, I think it's pretty much designated to Henry and Elliott. Yeah, and, you know, I thought you might go with the Utah kid, Devontae Booker. Uh, but, yeah, you know, to run Fulton, Notre Dame, uh, hard to argue, you know, first round might be a little bit lofty expectations, but you talk about a guy not getting a lot of the national spotlight right now, uh, definitely a player, if he decides to declare, will be uh, talked about much leading up to the 2016 NFL draft. And, you know, going back to Booker, the Utah running back, I've seen a lot of preseason hype about him, Joe, obviously a monster season last year, over 1,500 yards rushing, at over five yards per clip. And, you know, this wasn't against no hanky-panky defenses. I mean, if you take a look at his game log last year, he shredded up. I mean, he had one stretch. If you take a look at this five-game stretch real quick, Joe, Washington State, a buck 78, at UCLA, 156, at Oregon State, 229, against USC, a buck 02, at Arizona State, 146. Uh, you know, he did that in five consecutive straight games, and then he shredded Arizona late in the season for a buck 42. And, of course, that big bowl game against Colorado State uh, ending the season on an exclamation point with 162 rushing yards in that Las Vegas Bowl. Uh, how much first-round consideration could he get with another repeat performance, or is he just kind of uh, maxed out and, and peaked with that, you know, early uh, draft grade? 
Yeah, I, I don't know that he approaches the the first, but I think he's a strong day two consideration. Uh, but once he, like you say, he's going to have to repeat what he's done because he is a bit of a one year wonder coming out of JUCO. Uh, the best plus about this guy, though, is much like uh, a Jay Ajay. I mean, he's a big back that catches well. You watch him in that bowl game. I, I recall uh, at least two one handed receptions that were. Poor throws by that Wilson kid, who's the big six foot six basketball playing looking guy. Uh, this guy's the star. Booker is no question the, the the focal point of that offense, and it's great for Utah that he came back. But I also think for his stock, he needs another year to sort of prove it to the evaluators and say, no, I am a stable commodity. You can rest assured, pick me in day two. I'll be a stud that totes the rock for you. So I think it was a bit of an unknown, and yeah, it's probably the best of decisions, but. More so like a, a round two or three guy. All right, talk about running back studs. Uh, the kid over in Arkansas, Alex Collins, another uh, between-the-tackles kind of guy that brings it back-to-back 1,000-yard seasons in his first two years at Arkansas, another draft-eligible running back. Uh, you know, here's a kid, I think, when you talk about the guys we just spoke you know, in, in the tier one level, I think once you talk, start talking about Devontae Booker and, and Alex Collins, those are kind of in the, the tier two type of running backs in this year's draft class. Uh, who else would you possibly categorize in that tier two uh, running back ranking list? Kind of uh, maybe not first round consideration, but uh, in that tier two of running back draft eligible prospects. Uh, the guy I just cannot help but bring up is James Conner at Pitt. I, I love everything about his style. He, he's what football is all about. I mean, he is the littlest of, I believe, three older brothers. And, I mean, this, this kid was tortured. He was beat up. He was thrown in a dryer. And the pickup football games they had, I bet, were very violent because that's the way Conner plays. Uh, it's It's just that. Classic case of the big old dude nobody wants to tackle. Defensive backs have to make business decisions. And out there, I mean, I don't care, like, what he runs. He's going to get to the pro level, and that same thing is going to carry with him. I mean, right now, I'd say he's at least 240, might put on a little bit more. But the question will be, is he a fullback? Where is he exactly? I think he is a half I mean, he is the classic tailback. He's going to be you know, uh, much bigger than a Steven Jackson. I'm trying to fit what kind of back he is. You can't go to Koye because he's not that huge. But I think, Connor, for people that think he's just a big fullback type, uh, they're mistaken. He is a potential star, and I think he deserves to be in this next category. It's just every pit game you watch outside of Tyler Boyd, this kid is the offense, and uh, Lyman love him. The whole team loves him just because he's that – Big guy you can lean on. Once again, another guy answers the bell every time. And uh, if, if Connor's not uh, a day two pick, if he falls, it's got to be like an an injury thing. And I firmly believe this is he's got to come out because he's got a lot of carries. He's got a lot of wear and tear on his body. If uh, I, I'd be hmm. shocked if he doesn't come out at the end of the season. Then the other guys, the 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 other Oregon kid, uh, the underclassman Tyner. I thought he played really well towards the end of the season. Another guy versatile, but uh, much more shifty. Um, I think he's a more talented back than the senior Marshall. And uh, that's a guy that, once again, we'll see how Oregon plays this season. But he's, his arrows firmly pointed upward. And if would he declare, that's like a day three guy that some teams are going to really like. I mean, Oregon, boy, they've been putting out the backs. And they got another kid behind Tyner who's a beast. 
Yeah, uh, Oregon's got a few running back prospects. You mentioned Tyner, you know, 215-pound back that runs, you know, sub 4-4 speed. Tyner, because you made a couple interesting points I want to follow up on, Joe. And, you know, I kind of think that whole breed, that Mike Allstott, even that Brian Leonard type of breed is dying out in the NFL where you have a, a fullback that can run the football. You really don't see too many of those guys anymore. Uh, so I think if James Conner is going to make it, it is at running back. But, you know, I'm looking at our, our rankings here on the NFL Draft Bible Big Board. And, you know, I'm trying you – men, you mentioned um, Derrick Henry earlier. And, you know, I take a look at a guy like James Conner. And I'm just, I'm just trying to remember. I can't think of any six-foot-three – I mean, we've had 240-pound running backs, but I just can't remember any six-foot-three running back. Uh, I know Eddie George was about six-foot-two, but I don't think he had that kind of weight. I'm just trying to think of a name that comes to mind. When you talk about these big running backs, Derrick Henry, 6'3", 240, James Conner, 6'2", 230. I mean, is this am – I, am I looking too much into it? Can these – tall running backs, big guys, be successful at the next level, or, sh- or should I have reason to have some kind of trepidation with the, these tall running backs? No, it's it's, it's a fair point. Uh, I mean, I, I think it's the way the league's trending. You want that big back, and then you want the satellite player, but if you got a big back that could do it all, like a Le'Veon Bell, who's, what, 6'2", 244? I mean, okay, how big is the DeMarco Murray, you know? I, I maybe I'm maybe it's just six one, but I mean still, it, it is a good point because look at what happened to Bell at the end of the season. I think he got chopped down by uh, was it Reggie Nelson of the Bengals, and that was uh, the end of his year. So this uh, having a lot more target to hit may be a bad thing. So it, it is uh, it's a criticism, but at the same time, I don't know. Just watching Connor dominate games, it's I, mean, I have a hard time believing that wouldn't translate to the next level. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's definitely a good debate. Excuse me, got a little dust here from uh, the archives, the files, shaking off the scouting reports, Joe. Uh, Joe Everett, Rick Saratella here, breaking it down. A little dust in the lungs, never hurt no one. And, uh, you know, we we got a little bit of breaking news. I want to break, we're, we're about halfway through the show. So let me just tell everybody right now, even Joe is going to get the scoop here and hide off the press. The ink is just dried. Uh, Signed the contract yesterday, NFL Draft Bible, partnering up with NUCSports.com. Very, very excited about it. We are going to have an amazing network, uh, an umbrella uh, of just the whole entire football industry under one roof and if you're not uh, familiar with NUC Sports, you know, they have 120 high school recruiting football camps uh, uh, around the country, and you can give them a follow on Twitter at NUC Football. Very good follow there. But we will have the NUC Football, the NFL Draft Bible, uh, draft recruiting, high school recruiting. Of course, uh, Dave Schumann, founder of NUC Sports, who who um. Uh, really proud to partner with is is just coming off his first season as an NFL agent with his with his rookie draft class uh, Neville Hewitt and Brandon Pearson a couple other guys so uh, we will be cultivating an environment where we rank and, and grade guys from 
the high school level all the way up to the collegiate level and then even into the whole draft process we'll be bringing you if you paid attention to our draft coverage this past year a lot of behind the scenes access with players a lot of videos and interviews and and things of that nature so uh, there it is joe I, I was trying to give you a shout before the show and give you the heads up but i figured you know we were running tight on time i figured i'd just uh, save it for the show but that's the big breaking news here at the nfl draft bible and and i think it's going to continue to lead towards the whole trend setting that we've done in this industry and this business. I remember about uh, 10 years ago, we were doing podcasts and and videos when people were still trying to figure out how how to get enough bandwidth to do something like that. So uh, that's the breaking news announcement. And, you know, we're proud to be a partner with NECsports.com. Definitely a shout out to David Schumann and, uh, his support and, and being able to put this together and make it happen. We're really excited. And the next step will be the relaunch of the NFL draft Bible website. So look out for that this summer. And uh, just wanted to get that out there. And of course, the man we're speaking to right now, Joe Everett, uh, one of our senior scouts will be all over the place on the new website with scouting reports, player rankings, articles. And since we're talking about the draft Bible real quick, Joe, let me just hit him with some of the stuff going on at the website right now. Um, You know, we have some rookie camp reports with Marcus Mariota, Matt Jones, uh, Blake Sims, some updates with some of the rookies. We just did our uh, team report on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. There's a podcast with Kristen Sanifelt uh, breaking down the team reviews. We had Greg Allman from the Tampa Bay Tribune on, as well as Dante Dye from Heidelberg University uh, signing a contract after his rookie minicamp tryout. We also have a uh, podcast with a bunch of rookies that, that just earned contracts off the tryouts and Sean D. Pasquale, a small school guy, on our podcast as well. So if you're not uh, familiar or just tuning into the show and just heard about NFL Draft Bible, check us out. We're on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, at NFL Draft Bible. Uh, Twitter is the best way to find out how everything's going on. Of course, my personal Twitter handle is at Rick Saratella. Joe is at Joe W. Everett. And uh, before we continue with our running back rankings, if you want to just tip the people with anything going on, reaction, and and, uh, just, uh, you know, you just got the news right here yourself, my man. Hey, glad to hear it. It's it's expanding coverage, and that's good because, you know, we're already looking at the high school ranks. Uh, especially for football. And, uh, I mean, like the draft coverage would ever stop, 2016 is definitely going to be bigger. So it's it's good to, to know we've got some backup and support for uh, a big year ahead. Yeah, can't stop, won't stop. We don't even know how to stop. Joe Everett, Rick Saratella, it's time to reset. We talked about the first-round running backs, the Tier 2 running backs. We're still on draft-eligible guys. We'll talk about some small school guys in the future watch. Uh, in the second part of the show. But first, let's uh, talk about some of the draft-eligible prospects that we have not yet covered, Joe. And also a quick reminder, you know, if you want to go back to the beginning of the show, uh, this, you know, you can download it. It's, the archives are immediately available here on Block Talk Radio. So, you know, click subscribe. We'll be breaking down all the positional previews for you. And we are on running backs, Joe. Last week with quarterbacks, now we're on running backs. And, uh, you know, 
I'm going to throw out a guy here, I guess, Joe, we haven't spoke about yet. I'll, I'll throw tier three guys, and I'm going to uh, lead it off with Kenneth Dixon from Louisiana Tech. Uh, wrapped up a bunch of rushing yardage. Looks like a legitimate prospect. What do you see for Kenneth Dixon uh, coming in at 5'10", 215, another one of these guys in the 4445 range, uh, prototypical size, what scouts look for at the next level? Really big fan of this kid. He's been a stud since his true freshman year. Uh, you know, Sonny Dykes over there at LSU. Well, uh, Louisiana. Anyway, uh, Tech. God, my notes are wrong. But Dixon, he's hyper competitive. Uh, he's really always fights for carries. Has played through injuries. If you watch the bowl game, uh, really fought through what I don't know exactly the specifics, but every single play, wincing with pain, but kept coming back for more. Uh, just a, a huge contributor. Another guy, gifted receiver out of the backfield, and year after year, uh, I mean, he's just been a stud. Even with the change in coaching staffs, so it's it's obvious that he was the best uh, back in that stable. Uh, now finally a senior, it's it's great to see where he's going to go, but still it's just a level of competition there at La Tech, mm. what, who he's played and what defense is, and uh, exactly who they put out, uh, Jordan Mills, Quentin Patton. So uh, still from that same group, and uh, it's clearly the best player on the field when they take offense. So I think day three is still – I don't uh, – it, It'd have to be, uh, once again, a really big year for him to get into the day two ranks. But like you say, third-tier guy that man, just see where he lands in the NFL because, once again, there's something about his attitude. It's just he will not leave the field, refuses to, and that's the kind of player you want to watch. He's going to refuse to leave a camp. He's going to refuse to leave the field at the next level too. So Dixon's definitely somebody to watch. Yeah, I mean, we always like to keep our eye on those uh, smaller school prospects. And, you know, Louisiana Tech, definitely a player to watch in Kenneth Dixon. Uh, winding down now, Joe, we've got about 10 minutes left to rock out. I do want to cover some of the future guys. Uh, any other small school guys that we should know about? Or how about draft-eligible prospects, players that could get drafted? Uh, we threw out about a dozen names or so. We talked about the year, the comeback this year, 18 running backs getting drafted. Who are some other uh, potential candidates either carrying, currently carrying a draftable grade or could work their way into a draftable grade? Who are those guys? Uh, well, just as I mentioned at the start of the show, I was watching Toledo. Kareem Hunt, uh, junior, right now exploded last year. I watched probably – too much Mac, but this kid is a stud. Wow. Even if you don't watch Mac, check out the highlights. Uh, he's a touchdown-making machine, 1,600-plus yards, and uh, he didn't even play three games. Imagine if he had a whole season of totes. Well, that's what we're going to see from the Rockets and uh, Kareem Hunt. Uh, he's a draftable grade right now, I believe, on, on a lot of people's boards, I assume, after just uh, just blew up, averaging eight yards to carry. So that's one guy on the board. And then small school, um, I, I love the Louisiana Lafayette Raging Cajuns. Been watching a lot of their games. And uh, that number 15, Elijah McGuire, is a home run hitter. 
any of you guys who watched Occasion's bowl game last year, he's that shifty kid out of the backfield, great receiving ability, but also a powerful runner. I think, uh, once again, just so versatile. He brings a ton of ability to the field. He pounds out the tough yards. He's got a nice, thick, lower trunk. So I, I don't think he's just that third-down satellite guy. He's, uh, he's probably my biggest sleeper back. I'm not sure if he's going to come out or not. He's a junior, but a true junior. So, uh, once again, when Louisiana Lafayette – takes the field, he's the most dangerous player, and probably that one guy defensive coordinator is just saying, we got to take away 15. Take that kid away, because, yeah, I think Elijah McGuire is going to be a future stud in the NFL. All right, and that's why he's Joe Everett, never leaves the stone uncovered, and uh, definitely some good names to know right there. Uh, a couple other guys I want to cover before we shift gears, maybe some players you should just know about. Uh, Corey Clement from Wisconsin, obviously stepping up in that Melvin Gordon role, first year as a starter, has two years of eligibility left, but uh, you never know what could happen with a big season. Here's a kid that I like, and we all remember fragile Fred Taylor and the headaches that came along with having him on your fantasy football team, Uh, but his son is making some noise at, at the University of Florida. Now, Kelvin Taylor and uh, I like everything this kid brings to the table. Talk about 5'10", 215 pounds. Another junior who, you know, I think he could really rise up the draft boards, and we all know how the NFL loves those bloodlines, Joe. So uh, Kelvin Taylor, another guy on my radar, uh, just looking through the list here, want to make sure, you know, Barry Sanders Jr., just <laughs> off of name recognition, we'd be uh, – you know, a fool's not to throw out his name. But how about this one? Uh, Jonathan Gray from Texas, Joe, five-star recruit out of high school. Uh, I know he had some injury struggles throughout his career, didn't really um, live up to the hype and the expectations. Some might double him as an underachiever, but here's a guy I think that could be taken in the late round, maybe even undrafted. Uh, but the talent is there. Maybe there's something – to it, maybe there's not, but a kid like Jonathan Gray, I think he's a kid that could get lost in the shuffle and actually make a home at the next level in the NFL. Yeah, another one of those Texas running backs that a high, super high recruit, much like Malcolm Brown, and it's just kind of lost in the shuffle. Other guys that come up, and is it just due to lack of success at the program? is a big question, but yeah, you know Jonathan Gray's got ability. There's no question and uh, he, he's going to find his way into it. And, and Things are changing for the Longhorns. What will Charlie Strong mm. do? I mean, it, look, at, look at how many draftable prospects has come out of Louisville uh, after his tenure and these are the kids that yeah. bought into his program. So, uh, th- things are pointed up for the Longhorns and yeah, Jonathan Gray, you cannot forget about him and uh, I just uh, throw one other name. You were talking about bloodlines, uh, doing a little research watching UCLA and uh, Paul Perkins, they're uh, they're redshirt junior back. Uh, He's also got himself some NFL bloodlines. Uncle Don Perkins played for the Cowboys, and then his dad played for the Buccaneers uh, and the uh, Colts, I believe. So it's uh, okay. I, I, that's one guy I watched UCLA and just boy, that Paul Perkins got a ton of abilities. So be interested to yeah. see where he goes. Yeah, Pac-12 leading rusher and the quarterback position a little bit unsettled there in UCLA. I think they could really lean on him even more this year. So a good call, Paul Perkins, definitely a guy 
I expect him to skyrocket up draft boards, actually, Joe. So I'm glad you threw his name out there. Uh, how about when we take a look into the future and we rub the crystal ball? Um, you know, we talked about the man child, Leonard Fournette, out of LSU. Uh, there's another pretty good player down in Georgia who might have a case uh, for the Heisman Trophy as well. What can you tell me about Nick Chubb? This guy is a Hulk. Uh, I mean, he's just a rocked-up specimen, and the fact that Georgia's running game didn't miss a beat after the Todd Gurley injury, if not, Georgia's running game got better. I mean, going up for 200-plus against Arkansas, that's one of the finest performances you'll watch. I mean, sure, Samaj P. Ryan breaking all the record. Arkansas actually plays defense unlike Kansas. So uh, that's the freshman from last year that really, I think, stole the show with those last handful, well, 10 games almost, nine games, plus the bowl game. He almost set the school's record in a bowl against a tough Louisville defense to where, I mean, Herschel Walker wiped a little beat off a sweat off his forehead there because he almost lost another one of his school records. This Nick Chubb is, yeah, he's just a budding star in the making. And, yeah, I mean, Leonard Fournette, probably still number one on a lot of people's board, but Nick Chubb is just nipping at his heels. That guy is uh, a very special back in his own right. For sure. Um, It's going to be very interesting to see that draft class when Fournette and Chubb come out. Uh, What a duo at at the top of the draft, dynamic duo that's going to be. Let's see here. I think we, you know, I think we mentioned Alex Collins from Arkansas. I just want to make sure we threw that name out. But we're on the future watch. And you mentioned him, Samaje Perrine from Oklahoma, 427 yards against Kansas. We hate to pile on the Jayhawks. Uh, but you talk about someone grabbing your attention. <laughs> I think he had a, a, a bust-out performance in a big, big way. And uh, that's something that he can build upon this season, use to boost his draft stock, but still – a uh, few years left, uh, three years of eligibility left if he decides to choose so, Joe. But uh, Samaje Perrine, another one of these future watch guys. Uh, Dalvin Cook from Florida State. I love what this kid brings to the table. Uh, he's kind of been undercover, so to speak, with all the other weapons that Florida State had. But I think this is the year that Dalvin Cook, emerges uh, and, and rises as a draft weapon. I know you have a couple other guys on your radar in the future watch you want to talk about as well, Joe. Well, we, we brought him up in just last week's podcast, Jalen Hurd. Uh, and yeah. you mentioned a great comparison to Eddie George. I thought he, he does run very much upright like that, but has that explosion, uh, just has this breakaway speed if you all watched the preakness recently he, he reminisced yeah. american Feroa. he took off uh this this herd kid is uh yeah definite star in the making and it really makes this potential uh 2017 class ludicrous with the likes of fournette who resembles marcus dupree um and we you already brought up uh chubb well what about royce freeman at oregon He's, he's a yeah. little combination of LeGarrette Blunt and LaDainian Tomlinson. He's got a wicked straight arm and the size to finish runs violently. Uh, really like what I've seen of Royce Freeman. And then the Boston College kid, John Hilleman, uh, he's not yeah. explosive. He may not have that third gear, but all they could do at Boston College 
was run the ball last year. They knew it was coming, and this kid still got first downs. Uh, he is he's a bell cow too. So I think that's a guy I'm I'm going to be excited what he's going to uh, put out for uh, his sophomore campaign because uh, he was nothing short of impressive as as true frosh. Yeah, I was actually I was watching the Penn State Boston College bowl game the other day, and you know Boston College put out a lot of pros this year, drafted and undrafted, and. John Hilliman is definitely a guy that, that jumped out to me. And they got another young, exciting player, too, there I'm going to keep an eye on. I don't know if he's an NFL talent, but uh, a little bit undersized, maybe a mini Darren Sproles. But that Sherman Alston kid uh, returning kicks back there, playing a little bit of running back slot. He's five foot six, a buck 63, uh, only a sophomore, I believe. But Sherman Alston was another kid. Uh, just to keep an eye on, if you're watching John Hilliman at Boston College, it's another kid to watch. And uh, in terms of future watch players that we have not yet named that I do want to just make you guys aware of, uh, Clemson always has the speedy running backs, and Wayne Gallman is another one. Uh, if you watch the spring game, he definitely looks like he's primed for a big season. Uh, Jeremy McNichols out of Boise State, here's an all-purpose back that you should definitely be aware of. And uh, I, I got to stay right here in my own backyard with this one, Joe, and uh, go back and watch that bowl game, Rutgers against North Carolina, probably his most solid game. But this kid brings it. I can't help but to think of Terrell Davis every time I watch him play with his running style, kind of identical size. Uh, he's also going to be a sophomore this year, and that's Robert Martin out of Rutgers. Now they have a couple of – they got a bunch of good running backs there, Jordan Hicks and, and a couple others. But Robert Martin, I'm telling you, this kid reminds me of Terrell Davis. I wouldn't be surprised if he goes on to have a very, very successful career at the next level. And definitely have to get him out there because he's in my own backyard, so I'd be doing him an injustice if I didn't mention him. But I think we've pretty much covered the uh, extreme depths of the running back NFL draft prospects uh, from head to toe, Joe. Any other last players that you want to sneak in on us? Well, uh, my my affection for the Mac knows no bounds, Rick. So I'm gonna have to put out Jarvian Franklin. He's a he's a redshirt sophomore. I think he arrived at Western Michigan as a wide receiver recruit or just athlete, but took over uh, 1,500 rushing yards, 24 touchdowns, inflated scoring due to Mac. But uh, I, this kid. Uh, Boom, all of a sudden, Tenley Park, Illinois, where he's from, I think pretty close to the same area where old Tevin Coleman's from. So uh, I'm watching this kid. And then last year, walk-on freshman at Ohio, yes, Ohio Bobcats, A.J. Willett. As a walk-on, he led the team in rushing. Once again, just the heart and soul of the Ohio Bobcats team. Uh, A.J., if you're listening, you're my boy. <laughs> And, uh, you know, our shows are about 30 to 45 minutes long due to the time restrictions. I'm just looking. We probably threw out about 40 names during the show. Just looking at our top 30 real quick, a few guys we didn't get around to talking about. Shock Linwood from Baylor, a junior. Um, also, uh, Trey Madden from USC, a senior. And um, Tyreek Hill from Oklahoma State, a JUCO transfer uh, and kick return extraordinaire. And Brandon Wilds from South Carolina, another big bruising senior running back. So uh, there you have it. I mean, we probably threw out about 50 prospects at you from, from seniors down to the 
sophomore ranks and uh you know we we got some freshman guys too but we don't want to get too crazy on you uh the cool unique thing about the nfl draft bible big board that's going to be on the new website is that we rank all the players in college football regardless of draft class just based on talent and and we evaluate a lot of football here and and uh people ask me you know how we come up with the the rankings and incorporate the future guys and you know, it's just, it's been a work in progress for a few years, just molding this thing together and uh, watching a lot of football, <laughs> as Joe Everett can tell you. So uh, that is our running back preview show. We will be back next week with the wide receiver podcast. And like I said, we're going to be breaking it down uh, all summer long here with our positional previews. So those dog days of summer, you're, you're thirsting for a little bit of football Maybe you're a draft Nick, and, and like me, you're just constantly searching for an NFL draft podcast to listen to, and there just aren't too many. There's not enough of them out there, or maybe not enough quality ones. So I really hope everybody enjoyed what they listened to here. We didn't have as much fun, I guess, as the first show, as the quarterback show, but uh, sometimes it just goes like that because there's so much information to get to. But we do like to mix it up, have a little bit of fun, but we're, we're really here for the diehard uh, draft Knicks fans and people that want uh, in-depth knowledge on the NFL draft. So click subscribe if you like it. Follow us on Twitter at NFL Draft Bible for all our latest news, player interviews, information, all that good stuff. We're now on Instagram. We're on the Facebook. We got the new website. If you're just tuning in, we had a big breaking news announcement here at the NFL Draft Bible and our partnership with NUCSports.com, so be sure to check out their website. And if you have any feedback, anything you'd like to see on the new website, now is the time to do so. You can contact me, RIC, at NFLDraftBible.com for anything. You want to sponsor the show, you want to get involved with the site, you want to uh, recommend what you like to see. It's all go here at the NFL Draft Bible. The people's champion been doing what we do since 2002 and uh you know before we let you go i'm going to turn it over to my sidekick my proud partner in crime joe everett for a parting shot and then we'll get out of here joe hey one of the best positions like i said in this draft class but if you liked this show the next one's going to be more jam-packed with information because yeah rick we got a ton of wide receivers to get to i'm starting right now (laughs) <laughs> hmm, sounds like a familiar situation I've heard this somewhere before Until the next time, everybody Step into the world of power Loyalty and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.